0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the SIFT spoil uh, for the Thor Ragnarok. uh, Ragnarok? Nope, that is not how that's pronounced. (laughs) It's Ragnarok. (laughs) uh the thor ragnarok uh episode of sif pop uh we're gonna talk spoilers and i've got chris with me from cinemastin still hanging out uh willing to hang around and talk some spoilers uh we are going to not worry about giving anything away now so i would highly recommend if you haven't seen the new thor movie uh go ahead and leave this in your podcast player until you have and then come back to it a couple reasons actually of course i think that will um Your enjoyment of the movie will be better without being spoiled. But also, it may be confusing because we're not necessarily going to go through in order. We're not necessarily going to give you context because we're assuming you've seen the movie so that you will have that built-in context to what we're talking about. So it might be a little confusing if you haven't seen the movie, uh, too. So let's get into it, Chris. Uh, What are some specific things in this movie uh, that you feel like are worth mentioning, or just you know moments that uh, that played well to you. That uh, now that we can talk to with spoilers, you want to talk about?
1: Um. So, in addition to Chris Hemsworth being Thor and and just just being a, an overall extremely likable actor, and it's and it's a good thing he's carrying this movie, right? Right. Um. I uh. It, it's uh, he he sort of uh, is able to blend into the background and let others, uh, take the show from him as well. And I, that's what I really appreciate about his performance in this is that while he's the star, there are so many other characters vying for attention and he allows them to do it. And there are so many that shine. I mentioned in the other one, Tessa Thompson, um, Tessa Thompson uh, is playing a Valkyrie character, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and uh, sh- her introduction into this movie is fantastic because she's like a bounty hunter of some sort, uh, a fallen angel, I guess, from Asgard. And, well, we find, um, we find and, out they're
0: in this they're in this world that's like I guess a trash world, like you know, it's where all the right. refuse of the universe goes to you know land kind of thing.
1: Yes and it's like and this is the part that i thought was like the transformers the movie right yeah yeah um because because that's where they where they, they end up in uh in that movie uh sort of a like of a trash heap type of world or or you know some like a junkyard of some sort um her introduction though is is like because there's all these like characters who are who are uh, trying to tie up thor for food i guess um and then she comes out of her ship and she's like he's mine or whatever and she comes on this like this slow motion down the walkway like she's a badass and everything <laughs> and then she just falls off the walkway <laughs> and just crashes into the... and uh, that's sort of her character she's a she's a she's an absolute lush and there is not one scene in this movie where she's not lifting a bottle up to her her lips uh, throughout this whole thing, except maybe when she's fighting. Um, So I I love her in this movie uh, so much. And um, the other one is uh, Taika Waititi's character, uh, Korg, who's this, like, rock monster guy that's uh, one of the – one of the fighters or he's not he's not he he's not really a fighter he guess he's the guy who comes out and warms up everybody or something like that for the fight um uh at first i thought it was brett mckenzie uh yeah from flight of the concords well he, I thought he, he it was him flight because of the concords right
0: wasn't that, isn't that where he got his he, start I'm
1: pretty sure he did and that's the reason why like you have Jermaine clement and um and riss darby and uh what w- um, what we do in the shadows Um, you have those, those guys. I think he probably did. He probably was a director or writer on that show. Um, but, uh, but when he starts talking, I thought it was him anyway, his delivery, even when he's not, even when he's not saying things that are funny. I was laughing. Uh, it's just the way his delivery is. And I don't yeah. know if he meant for it to be that way. And I'm sorry for laughing if it's not supposed to be, if I'm not supposed to. but Oh, no, no, no. Um, it's, it's
0: definitely a character quirk that is supposed to be humorous. He,
1: yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a there's a part where he's just like, hey, hey, guy, we're, we're going to get on a ship and get out of here. And I was like, <laughs> just I just laughed at it. It's not even really a funny line. It's not a joke. It's just the way he says it is so funny.
0: Yeah, no, that's he's he's really good. Um, I, I think there are so many funny moments throughout uh, this movie is just not afraid to be silly. Um, you know, I, I think think of moments like where Thor's trying to break the window and he throws the ball up against the window and it comes back and slaps him (laughs) upside the head. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that that you're just not expecting. And it's just, you know, it just happens. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the humor, uh, in this, uh, some of the specific things that I talked about, I guess the specific moment I was mentioning towards the beginning with Ella is when she crushes his hammer. Um yes. so he throws his hammer at her and she just grabs it out of the air and crushes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, right. well, that seems like a big deal. Maybe we should get some right. like insight into, you know, exactly why because up until this point, um, Vision, I think, is the only one who's been able to actually hold the hammer uh as right. opposed to Thor. So and maybe I missed some sort of reference where they kind of explained it away, but I don't remember the movie. Telling me why
1: she was able to do that or why that was. yeah, you know, there was, It
0: just seemed like it was almost a throwaway. Like, oh, well, there goes my hammer.
1: Right. There was some point uh before she shows up that Odin says something about how she was banished and that her power is more is, is going to be extremely great when she comes back. That's all I got. I don't I didn't hear any of the details. I may have like, you know, like you or maybe it's just not in the movie. Um, they didn't explain how her powers are so immense just because she got banished is that why it's because of some other source i don't know um the the, uh, the 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 smashing of the hammer is problematic for me too in the fact that um, you know, later on when we find out you know o- you know basically it's uh, uh thor has his space balls moment right yeah yeah where yeah. Where uh, Odin tells him that the power wasn't in the hammer all along. It's right. within you. And that um, that really you're, you, the hammer just helps focus your powers. I was like, okay, but if the power that you're focusing through your hammer is that strong, then why is the power without the hammer so much stronger to beat hella at the end of the movie right um and and i was talking to barrett about this and barrett was like uh, well maybe it's maybe the movie's saying he has to call he has to call something deeper uh without the hammer and i was like i guess i can see that but it doesn't really say that he has to go deeper it just says you know yeah, he's got the power all along
0: the movie has those yeah exactly the movie has those moments where it does seem as if it seems as if it's telling us he can tune in to some greater power that he hasn't tuned all the way into like, you know, his eyes go white and, you know, he's all of a sudden connected to, you know, the thunder and lightning that, you know, that whole thing in a different way. Um, but you're right. The movie doesn't necessarily go to any lengths to help us understand why that is or where that comes from or, or anything like that.
1: And they, uh, and they make a big deal about like, well, like the very beginning of this movie is Thor. He's all chained up and he's, um, and, uh, and Ragnarok's got him held prisoner and he's just toying with he, him. all he does. Yeah. He's just toying with him. He calls his hammer. He ends up beating Ragnarok, taking his horns, all that stuff. Um, and, or I guess his crown as they say in yeah. the movie, but, um, but, uh, the, uh, so later when he gets resurrected and everything he's suddenly stronger than even hella is and I, and that's something else that i don't i didn't get either like it just keeps piling on what's stronger than hella and hella just smashed thor's hammer can take on hundreds of thousands of people on her own without getting hurt um, there just doesn't seem to be any sort of rule to it. Now, how I took that, and I don't know that the
0: movie says this, but this is what my brain did when that happened. My understanding is that Ragnarok's sole purpose was to destroy Asgard, right? Like that's his whole right. prophecy or or whatever is that Ragnarok will reign and Asgard will go in flames. My understanding yeah. was Hellas' power is so connected to Asgard that if if he's destroying Asgard, he's destroying her and her power along with mm. it. Um in oh, okay. that the the overall theme of this movie to me appeared to be where you locate your power. Like you were mentioning with you know the hammer not being the location of Thor's power that it's somewhere else. They had to actually at the end of the movie echo that with their decision to leave Asgard. So the final decision is to abandon what they've always thought of as you know, home and, you know, the source of their greatness uh, to understand that actually their greatness doesn't come from a place. It comes from, you know, who they are the inside. That was kind of the overall theme. And so Hela, it seems, was the op- to me, the antithesis of that theme, which is she was so tied to a place that it destroyed her.
1: I, th- I think that's what no they're I going like for. that explanation I like that explanation a lot um I, I actually like that the story logic of it too because that is a great moment in the movie is that they decide that asgard is not a you know is not you know it doesn't matter where you know that um, the, it doesn't matter what we call asgard we can call Asgard anything as yeah. long as our people are there um, the thing is is that hammer scene happens in Norway right right? Um, so she's obviously super powerful away from Asgard too. And that would seem to suggest that she has, you know, power that is, uh, beyond just now maybe she's calling it from across the universe or whatever. Maybe that's what we're saying. Uh, as long as the, what we call Asgard exists, then she has this power. So I can see that too. There's another moment I wanted to bring up
0: that I didn't even touch on in the regular episode uh, because I feel like it's kind of super spoilery, although Mm -hmm. it's handled with such flippancy that I don't think the movie takes much care with it, but the characters Mm -hmm. in Thor's team, who we've grown to know and hopefully love over the first two movies, are dispensed in a split second. With no circumstance other than the army, you know, the kind of the army fight right. that happens there. But as far as like, oh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that played Chuck. Um,
1: right. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Zachary,
0: Zachary Levi. Uh, Zachary Levi. Right. And uh, I'm going to forget the other actors. But anyways, they're big parts of Thor's crew. And Hela just comes in and throws a knife at them both and they're gone. And it's just like, whoa, yeah, wait a done. second. Like, aren't we supposed to like love these? But like, I just, it felt really weird to me
1: yeah yeah i i agree i was the same way about it i was like uh uh they just kind of with no fanfare decided to just get rid of these characters i'm sure they'll find a way to bring them back but um, i don't know yeah, they,
0: i i mean it seemed final to me like they didn't even mention them the rest of the movie
1: well, I thought seeing that, I haven't seen the other uh, I haven't seen the other Thor movies in a while, but I I thought the Idris Elba character was dead. I thought he was gone. I thought there was a point. Yeah, where no, he... that's true. That's true. That's fair. Um, but uh, I I I mean, it could be that he he I don't know. He could have left or something, and I just didn't remember it. But I thought he he died in one of the. I thought he died in Dark World. Um, but um, but uh, yeah. Um, that I mean, I think that. I think I don't know if that may cap it on all the negative that's in this movie. Uh, do you <laughs> yeah. have any others? No, um, um,
0: I, I thought uh, the the one story arc that we haven't mentioned uh, it, it does feel a little obvious to me, but it's not bad necessarily. Is Carl Urban's uh, storyline uh, as right. you know the the one who kowtows to Hella when she comes and is willing you know mm-hmm. to follow the power rather than you know the moral. Uh, center uh, Mm -hmm. and then has the redemption moment at the end where which I I feel like everyone knew was coming like I feel like it was it was kind of an obvious character plot line but I didn't feel offended by it necessarily it made sense in the story so
1: it would have been nice to see uh, him developed a little bit more as a character um, to to make that decision more you know dramatic, I guess by the end of it, because mm-hmm. we I don't know if we we really know this character. we're introduced to him trying to uh, basically woo some babes at the beginning of the movie, right? Um, and uh, we don't really know his sort of his moral center at all. We know that he's not as good as, uh, you know, as um, the Idris Elba character is at whatever his, you know, the I guess he's the Bite Frost guy or whatever, yeah, yeah. the Bifrost guy, uh, and he's just not as good at it as as Heimdall is or whatever. But um, but we don't know anything about what he believes, his political beliefs or anything like that, and so just kind of shrug and go along with it, I guess, as far as what his decisions are in the movie.
0: That was another hilarious moment at the beginning where. He he basically the he's like chasing the dragon or the dragon's chasing him into the, the bitfrost or whatever and his head the dragon's head is the only thing that comes through and just slides along the floor or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the eye rolls at <laughs> yes. the end like as if to give some more terror to the whole thing. <laughs> yes. hilarious. Um, okay, so what what do you can I, I here's the what I consider the biggest laugh of the movie. Okay. Um, it is, uh, it's Mark Ruffalo, uh, in, in the, the ship yep. uh, and he, and he tells Tessa Thompson, he's like, uh, he's like, you, you know, like, um, uh, who are you? And he'll go, you'll find out. And so he jumps out of the ship and right. you're like, oh man, he's going to be turning into the Hulk, man. This is going to be awesome. And, uh, the scene cuts to the, to the, where the Bifrost bridge or whatever mm-hmm. is. And, uh, and like. All, and you see this big, huge wolf character that's about to descend <laughs> on all these, like uh, you know, all these people ready to fight it. And you just see Mark Ruffalo's wet rag of a body slam <laughs> into the bridge. <laughs> and it's just that's what we were talking about with the surprise element of that mo- of the movie because every time somebody, a lot of times they telegraph those type of things, like they go a little bit too far with some boasting or something Mm -hmm. like that 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 call attention to the fact that something is going to happen to humble them in a way. And uh, like with the Thor throwing the ball against the glass and all that, um, it looks like it's just going to be your everyday, you know, Thor shows his strength, Hulk shows his strength Mm -hmm. type of thing. And they just immediately – just give them their hum- give them their humble pie immediately which is great because it doesn't build up to it. You can always see it coming when they do that type of stuff and and this one you don't see it coming. Yeah, um, that's, that so. was
0: easily the best moment. I I saw this at a press screening where it, now oftentimes people may not know this. Oftentimes when I go to a press screening it's also a general public screening, a pre-screening. So in other words, the theater will be uh, you know, 20 members of the press and then They'll give away tickets, like special tickets at a radio contest or, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's a full theater. Uh, On other cases where it's a movie like this, where they don't necessarily want the general public there, it's just press. So it was just me and like 19 other, uh, you know, reviewing press members. And uh, it's an interesting experience to watch a movie with all movie critics because they're obviously not your typical audience member. But that moment where uh, Bruce Banner flops like a ragdoll on the bridge was the uproarious laughter from everybody, all 20 of us. Like it was just one of those moments oh, yeah. where it's like, there is no one who doesn't find that funny. Like it's just a perfect right. execution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and And yeah, like I said, you can see that. You see them try to set this joke up in a lot of movies. Um, And you see them do this thing where they feel like they have to go through a whole long speech of some sort, some sort of boisterous type of thing. And you can see it coming a mile away when it happens. And here you just cut. It's just done well, done very well. Yeah, there's a subtleness to it.
0: That sells the joke even better. It it really is the idea that audiences are smarter, so you don't have to lead them along as much. You know, like audience have, has uh, the audiences have, have gotten more and more intelligent, more and more aware of the tricks that you're playing on them. So you don't have to play the tricks as heavily. You can make them more subtle. And I you know, I think this movie understands that on the humor side for sure. Um, anything all right. El- anything
1: else you wanted to talk about? Um, uh, I mean, do. Is it okay? So, this Thor Hulk fight, um, uh, I feel like we're again sort of in a, a a civil war type situation with that, where we know neither the characters are going to die in it, and and it's you know, we don't know who again, we're going back to the whole power situation, right? Uh, we don't know who's got the strength, who's got the now. It looks like it looked like to me Hulk was just winning this like easily. Um, but, but then some things turned around because Thor started tapping into that thing that's going to come in, Mm -hmm. you know, majorly later. Um, but then, you know, Goldblum comes in and he's like, I don't want my meal ticket getting, getting killed here. So, So you know, we're going to just go ahead. Yeah. Shocks Thor and, and, uh, you know, decides he's going to, he's going to keep them both. Um, but, um, but, uh, it, you know, that's another one of those things that's so fun on paper. Thor versus Hulk. And I just don't think that there's ever any stakes involved no. with it. It's it's kind of fun. It's, it's great in a trailer when you see it about to happen. But it never, ever pays off as something that, you know, I it's mean... Almost it's, if, um, it's
0: almost as if... Because the, the reason... The only things in that whole scene that work are the periphery things to the fight. For instance... The moment when Thor is, realizes he's about to fight the Hulk and is so happy. That's great. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. It's likable. It's fun. It's interesting. The moments in the box where you've got Goldblum and Loki, who, by the way, we haven't even talked about Loki at all in, in, in right. anything we've we mentioned. That should give you some semblance of idea of how much there is to talk about here. But um, those are the things that work in that fight or the periphery things, right? So it's almost yeah. as if they, they could have done a version where you actually never see the fight. Like everything is periphery right. to it because in the end, of, at the end of the day, we know what's happening there. None of it really matters. So um, I, I don't know if maybe that's the route to go with it. But
1: uh, but well, I, I'm with I think you. I think I think you're on to something because remember later on, there's a joke about who won that fight, and it would be much fun. It'd be, I think it'd be funner to not know uh how that fight went right if you have thor sitting there saying i won that fight and then you have hulk saying you know no i totally won it and then you know it puts a debate minds it's almost kind of like uh, the rocky three at the end of rocky three yeah exactly. you know rocky and and apollo creed are about to fight and they uh infuriatingly i think in creed had sylvester stallone actually say who won the fight yeah um you know it's uh it's uh, i i think there, that's uh the type of mystery that that works and you're right maybe there's a way to do that just show the periphery of that fight and not and maybe just have some stuff happen in the background that's a, kind of blurry mm-hmm. and you just know that a fight's happening right and then just move on so uh so yeah i mean i know that everybody wants to see thor and hulk fight but you know who's gonna win that nobody is gonna win that <laughs>
0: that's right yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. Um, that's about all I can really think of to talk about, unless we get into the real nitty gritty. Uh, you know, we mentioned that the finish is, you know, a little bit different in that they actually release, uh, you know, another bad guy to fight the bad guy they're trying to fight, so that you know they can leave. Yeah, and so that's I thought that it was is clever. one of the
1: most. It's one of the most satisfying uh, story logic things I've seen in a while uh, to sort of let go of your. Um, I've got to beat everybody's ass mentality Mm -hmm. and, and just, uh, and just, uh, think about the problem and, and say, you know, this is, this was inevitable. We're going to have to just let it go. And then as long as a lot of us are alive, we can, we can create another Asgard. And it's, uh, um, it's, uh, it's sort of a beautiful way of, of solving the problem and everything. You don't see that very often, that sacrifice type of uh, way that's not death. Uh, it's just, it's more of a um, a sacrifice as far as uh, material things, I guess, concerned. And, and you know what? It sets up that pretty well too, because um, uh, there's a scene with uh, Hella talking to uh, the Carl Urban character where he, she explains what they had to do to get a lot of the stuff that's in Asgard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was uh it's actually sort of ill gotten type of stuff and stuff that they'd had to do horrible things to do. So all this stuff that Asgard's built on built on is uh is uh kind of a lie or kind of a, uh um you know, it's just it's not it's not something to be proud of. Now right. uh I don't know if Thor gets explained to that, and maybe he already knows. But uh, that that was a telling scene, I think, to, for for Hella to say all that about uh, what Asgard's really been built on. And of course, we have to have the moment
0: where uh, I think it's Loki is walking through all the artifacts and stops and pause to look at the um, oh, I just forgot the name because it's is it the tesseract? Yeah, the tesseract or whatever. So I, I assume he took the tesseract at that moment
1: um oh and, yeah and got that out <laughs> of that <Asgard>. sure. so. <laughs> for sure <laughs> so for sure so and they had that whole conversation about you know is it a wise idea for you to bring me to earth and everything mm-hmm. and he's like probably not but <laughs> now you can tell that thor is like Thor's probably probably thor, thinking you know what we can stop you again you know we've got the avengers on our side and right you know we can do this if you decide to do something stupid we'll just beat you and that'll be fine <laughs>
0: Uh, and I did find the um, the scene at the beginning where he was imitating Odin and uh, doing a play. Oh yeah. Where we didn't even mention that Matt Damon makes an amazing cameo uh, there at the beginning.
1: Uh, as yeah, yeah. As, uh, as you a have dying uh, Loki, dying Loki. You have uh, Sam Neill playing Odin uh-huh. in that thing, yep. and you have uh, you have Luke Hemsworth playing the Chris Hemsworth yep. th- playing Thor. So uh, so that's. A- a ring play within a play type of thing. I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, no, that was really fun, and of and of course, you know, Thor sees right through it, and he has that moment where he's holding <laughs> his face as the hammer's coming back at him. He's like, "Really? How far do you want to let this go?" <laughs> oh,
1: and and you know what? What you know what might get lost in all of that is how Anthony Hopkins is playing that. Yeah, no, uh, good point because. Because it, he he plays himself, he plays his own character completely different, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and it's such a it's such a magic trick that when you find out that it's Loki, it's hard to re- it's hard to uh, remember that it's actually Anthony Hopkins doing the the work there. Right? Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's a really really fun little performance for him to play around with there.
0: Yeah. Not not since Face Off has an actor played another actor so convincingly. <laughs> Um, (laughs) yes (laughs) all right Chris I think that's good enough thank you so much for your time I appreciate it uh it's always good talking with you about movies and whatever uh if you want to uh hang out here on SIF pop we'll be back next week to talk some more probably spoilers I'm guessing we'll do murder on the orient express so uh, we'll be back next week with that and uh, thanks again for hanging out with us